Welcome, everybody. We are coming back at you for episode 10 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. I am back. Sorry for my hiatus of last week. Feel bad for everybody having to listen to some baseball talk, but I do appreciate Alan Wallace and his crickets for jumping in with us. <laughs> coming back this week. You notice the- those? <laughs> you had an army of them. Yeah, it, uh, it took me a while to, to realize the title, where the title came from, which I think was Crickets. Uh, about 10 minutes in, I realized, what in the world am I listening to? Uh, but I do appreciate AWOL coming in. He's always got good takes and, and good things to say. But back with you is the regular crew, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts. Our Sports Nuts this week, we got Chris Collette. What's up, fellas? And Matthew David Hickman. Good evening, gentlemen. Matt, are you wearing a Steelers shirt? <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually wearing a shirt that our, our good friend Chris gave me. It is a Nashville Predators shirt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. O- opening day yeah. tomorrow for the Predators. Opening day. So, you know. <clears throat> After the Monday night beatdown that the Bengals took, I thought you were just trying to rub it, da- rub it in a little bit more. No, uh, I'm I'm a jerk sometimes, but not tonight. <laughs> all right well guys what are we what are we drinking to get us through this week chris we'll start with you uh, since it's a baseball playoffs we have to go with an ice cold coors light playoffs drink a, drink a little beer oh yeah playoffs <laughs> we had a nice game last night it looks like the rays are kicking some butt right now but it's baseball i got hockey on it's a good night for sports good week for sports hickey hickman yeah we're tonight having a drafty kilt scotch ale from Monday Night Brewing of Atlanta, Georgia, courtesy of my sister. She bought me a, uh, some beer for helping her out find a new car. So thanks to Angie, and this beer is fantastic. Ooh. Good choice. From the filthy kilt, you said? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what the restaurant, the Tilted Kilt, should be called. Yes. If you've ever been there, which is like basically Irish Hooters. Uh, but anyway, um, no, the drafty kilt, which could have its own poor connotations, but the beer itself is fantastic. So go with that. Perfect. Well, since it is October, but yet still hot as balls outside, I'm, uh, whip myself up a little, uh, mint julep with a little old Forrester bourbon. Cause it still feels like summer here in East Tennessee. (laughs) I don't know why it's 95, but it is, and I'm not happy about it. Um, but good news is the wife decided to decorate for fall this year. So I've got four or five rotting pumpkins on my front porch right now. <laughs> we'll see how long those last. Uh, I'm taking the under whatever you guess. <laughs> the good news is it's, it's so hot. It's just going to dry them out. Maybe you won't have the annual pumpkin stench that you get. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not looking forward to cleaning those things off when we get ready, but guys, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's make sense of the week. Our Making Sense of the Week segment is sponsored by Edward Jones. Edward Jones Advisors can help work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long term. Edward Jones provides the tools for a reasoned, disciplined approach to investing. Call 865-988-7560 to schedule a face-to-face appointment today. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SPIC. All right, guys. So we're, uh, we're here on episode 10. Believe it or not, we made it 10 episodes in. So let's just kind of recap from these last 10 episodes. What stood out? What have you liked? What are you looking forward to? Chris, what's, uh, you kind of got all this thing rolling. How do you feel like we stand after 10 weeks of sports nuts and beer guts? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad we're here 10 weeks in. I, I, I wasn't confident after week one that we were going to make it 10 weeks. Oh man. Uh, just being candid. You uh, liar. No, I've, I've had a pretty, I've had a good time with it. It's, uh, it's something completely different, completely outside of my comfort zone. Uh, I remember editing the first, uh, the first recording and I literally cringed every time I talked cause I hate my voice that much. Uh, we got to about the fourth recording and I was like, eh, it is what it is. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So, um, it's been good. It's been good. Well, I don't have any complaints. And just so everybody knows, Chris is kind of the mastermind. He puts together the initial outline he handles all of our editing, which he has had to learn on the fly, because I don't mm-hmm. think this is something they taught uh, you in Bible college. Shout out Audacity on that one. Helps out <laughs> tremendously. 
But Chris is also our social media manager. So Chris, have you any uh, <laughs> any favorite reviews or comments that you've seen? Uh, yeah, I had a DM this week. Somebody asking for uh, when when do we give out our DraftKings lineup picks? And uh, do we do they do, did you have to pay for them? Like, or do or we give them out free? So that was a uh, that was eye opening. I was like, wow, somebody's going to pay us for DraftKings picks. Like, that's a bold strategy by that guy. Sounds like a losing idea clearly have not listened to our sports picks <laughs> but uh yeah so uh i just told him to listen to the podcast so we may have gained one more viewer uh since uh, last time on that one so um, other like social media stuff uh, nothing too crazy hopefully i get a little more active with it just i'm kind of waiting until uh i feel comfortable like confident in an episode and i'm like oh let's, let's <laughs> pound this one and be like share 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 so yeah, yeah. at sports nuts pod on the twitter um I am still trying to figure out who that four-star rating was because evidently it wasn't Bubs. It wasn't Bubs. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hickman, what's uh, what stood out for you 10 episodes into your uh, amateur podcasting career? Oh, man. And, well, also, I, I should also say that Chris does – if Chris does 75% of the work, Logan does the following 24%. <laughs> My- <laughs> My contribution is is just awful. So, guys, I, I hope I can step it up in future episodes. But that could be by design, really limit my impact on the behind-the-scenes things. Uh, but anyway, so. Yeah, it's, for, it is for, by design that when we send an email out, you're in that CC column. I don't exactly know what that means, <laughs> but you're not in the heading. You're in the CC. It means closed captioned, right, that I can only read what's going on but not interact with the information. No, anyway, um Far and away, the highlights, just a, a, a spending the time hanging out with y'all, talking about what we do, shooting the breeze. That's that's far and away the highlight for me. Um, I've enjoyed getting a chance to tell stories. If y'all know this about me, I just enjoy telling stories. I always have. So whenever there's an opportunity to latch onto one and, and jump in, even if it's something completely irrelevant or not as funny as I think it is, I have a great time doing that. So uh, maybe we can have an episode where we can share some of the backstories of some of the ridiculous things we've done. Um, and anyway, love telling you, stories. It's a lot of fun. Are you asking for an uncensored behind the scenes special cut of the podcast? I want a straight up 1997 style VH1 behind the music documentary. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to give out my like dugout secret on that one? Is that what your goal is? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a different one. That is uh, not for me to share, my friend. But I'm I am disappointed you're not drinking a dugout this week. Which we could have its own chug <laughs> sipper pour on the dugout. <laughs> that was a, that was a good name. Well, I, I, I've been surprised at just the vast people that are listening to this. There is a friend of ours in the neighborhood, uh, a mom who tells me almost every week, Hey Logan, listen to your podcast. I don't know <laughs> why or what she gets from it, but she listens. I got a message on Facebook from my old uh, high school basketball coach who said, Hey man, listen to the podcast. You guys are good. He is a, a sports broadcaster for Eastern Kentucky university Colonel's basketball team. Mm, we don't so like maybe. Them. So maybe he's getting some inside scoop from Tennessee Tech, a uh, former Tennessee Tech manager, Chris Collette. Um, but it's it's fun to shoot the breeze, but I'm also surprised at how many people listened and are still listening. I mean, I think we're still up to two or three people in Thailand that are that are uh, listening to us every week. They're solid three percent. <laughs> They're solid three percent of our uh, our viewership. I love 3%. it. Uh, I love it. Well, guys, it's been fun. Let's keep it going. Um as Chris mentioned, the MLB playoffs start this week. Woohoo! I had no idea. I don't really care. Hickman, let's make sense of the MLB playoffs by telling everybody how much are you going to watch MLB playoffs this week? I will watch none this week, but I would watch the end of a deciding or an elimination game. I would watch the end of that. I do. I'll watch a game seven or or a game five where it's all on the line because the end of a baseball game, I'm not a baseball guy, but the level of intensity and the way something can swing in an instant is that, that that's intensity is pretty awesome. Last night was a good example of that. Just it, didn't watch it, but I trust you. Yeah. Not only did I not watch it, I haven't even heard of what happened last night. So uh, MLB playoffs, how much <laughs> am I watching? That is a gigantic goose egg. I'm watching none of it. You would not watch to, Game 7 of the World Series or not any of it? 
I would not turn it on unless I'm at a buddy's house who just happens to have it on or wow. I somehow get in some group text thread where everybody's blowing it up. If you're hey, into hey, baseball... Wall. Hey, well, group text with Logan. <laughs> if Go you're on. into baseball, let me apologize now because I am not. And no, it's not because I didn't make the all-star team when I was seven years old. I somehow made the all-star team in sixth grade, and I didn't even play in the league that year. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Shout out to Frank Napier, who needed a, a base stealer, pulled me out of the out of the dugout, if you will. Oh, but <sighs> but baseball's not my thing. Um, I'm not watching any of this stuff. If somebody tells me about something exciting, there is something to that feeling of everybody's watching one pitch. But I think baseball's terrible. Uh, it does nothing for me. <sighs> Chris, how much are you watching? Um, I'm watching much- more than. I would like to admit I'll probably watch uh, I'll watch parts of every game. Uh, pretty pretty solid chance that's that's the case. Are uh, you also on depression medicine? I'm not. We might have to change this podcast name to uh, Sports Nuts Minus Baseball and Beer Guts. No, no, that's uh, okay because the average sports fan realizes baseball is not really a sport. Oh dear God! It's called a pastime. I mean, we had a bonus episode of baseball, like like it it is a sport. Because it has passed its time. Oh my gosh. Is that your dad joke of the week? <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Next topic. <laughs> He's okay. Move, moving on. Mic drop from Chris. All right. Moving on. First NFL coach to be fired. Chris seems to think this is coming on quick. Chris, who's it going to be? Who's the first NFL coach fired this year? Um, I think it's Dan Quinn. I think Abel's been right on this the whole time. I think uh, I think the Falcons think their window to win is right now. I think if they lose this week, um, I think they're going to fire him. But the, the NFC South, as we talked about last week, it's not good at all. Like it's very winnable division. Even if the Falcons are one and four, I don't feel like they're out of it because the Bucks are just not good. I don't think uh, Breeze is out. I don't know that he, when he comes back, he's going to be able to throw the ball. So, and then Carolina's starting some guy if I've never heard of it, quarterback. So. Very winnable division. If they lose this week, I think Dan Quinn's on the chopping block. Uh, the other option was Jay Gruden in Washington. Just an absolute dumpster fire. So I think Dan Quinn w- wins out over him as far as first coach fired. Hickman, yeah. I saw that. I saw that little exasperation there. What's up? Well, well no, you took the you took the two talk, talking points, and I mean, it's because you're right. Those are the two guys who would be first on the block. Uh, the only thing about Gruden that I could see him getting fired more quickly is just because of Dan Snyder, who's always been just a petulant kid with his coaches. Was he, there a worst owner in football? Ooh. Uh, is Mark Davis worse? I mean, his haircut's worse, that's for sure. His haircut is worse. <laughs> that's true. I could I could take a, a, a trimmer and just go down the middle of my head, and I think I would have a better haircut than Mark Davis. Now, but, don't... Consider me ignorant, but Mark Davis is Al Davis's son with Oakland. Yes, that'd yeah, be okay. correct. Okay. He Sorry. he com- yeah, he he combines all of the stability and football logic of of Al Davis of his dad. He's, and he's also it. so broke that they had to get rid of Khalil Mack because they couldn't afford the signing bonus. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> it's uh it, it's those two guys are are yeah, they're they're up there, but Snyder's been doing it for so long. When he's almost what, twenty years owning the Redskins and has been just awful. I mean, his his hires have been bad. He he brought his his best stretch is what when he brought Joe Gibbs back. I don't uh, know, maybe I maybe think, Shanahan. Yeah. I'm not sure, but he's he's hired. I mean, Shanahan Gibbs. Um, he had Schottenheimer. So he had is is Jay Gruden is Jay Gruden a good coach? Could he I'm win? Not else? saying could, that. Could he win somewhere else? I think he could win somewhere else. I would say, pos- yeah, I would say it's possible. No one has won in Washington for twenty years, and the consistent has been Dan Snyder. They've had good draft picks, they've had talent, they've had no talent, but regardless, they've not won. I mean, there- go ahead, Chris. Since uh, you you can kind of get this, um, he's a lot like Marvin Lewis. Like he's going to win enough what? games that he's not on the hot seat necessarily. Like he's he's lasted way too long for what he's actually done, but he's. He's not like lost, lost, like some coaches, like the current Bengals coach is currently doing. Marvin Lewis was never his 
his never his issue was never that he won enough games. It was just that he never lost enough games to fire him for the Bengals. Right. I mean, the dude. And that's been Jay Gruden up to now. And Lewis lost. I know he lost seven playoff games, but at least three of those, I know they really should have won. That that they were in and were the better team and should have won. I know they had bad luck with Dalton getting hurt that year, but. Oh, what about that one time Carson Palmer got hurt? Do you remember that one when he played the Steelers? <laughs> I do remember that one. Yeah, that was not nice. I think nice. you're about to cry. We were in college, well, senior Logan. year. If I had known what history was going to look like, I would have cried. Logan, any other uh, coaches on the hot seat, you think? is uh, What do y'all think about Denver and um, Vic Fangiano? Has no, he been there long enough to be on the hot seat, no, or is he no. good? Uh, Do they have any sack shit on the year? No. Through three but, weeks, they had zero. And they have well, Vaughn Miller, and they did well, have Bradley Chubby. And he's a defensive still. guru, so. They yeah. should be two and two. They lost two bizarre games they shouldn't have lost. Um, Why do you think they lost them, though? I, it could be Joe first, Flacco. That's an excellent point, but I, they're they're competitive. They're not somebody who – they don't look like Cincinnati for or, or Miami or somebody for, – or Washington, for that matter. It wow. just looks completely out of their For the mind. guy who started off the podcast saying, I'm not one to stomp on somebody <laughs> when they're down – the hits just keep coming for us well, Bengals fans. That one wasn't personal. That was just stating that the Bengals did, looked like they did not know what they were doing on Monday night against a team who isn't very good either. Well, just because, Am I it's, wrong true, just because it's true doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, Hickman. <laughs> All right. That's true. This week, the NFL has decided there will be 10 1 p.m. NFL games and two 425 late games, afternoon games. Why in the world does the NFL do this on a consistent basis where they overload the morning? Chris, give me a reason. Okay, here goes. Um, our friend McClure Boyd, I'm sure the well, NFL could call him up. We, li- we, him use, up. That, we use that friend, that uh, term friend loosely when we're talking about McClure Boyd. That's true. But uh, I, think, I think the NFL should call him up, offer him about $100,000, and just let him do the scheduling for him. Like, let him pick when the games start and everything would be good. Why do we have to have one o'clock and four o'clock games? Why can't we have games that start at like one, two, three, four, five, so that you always have live football? You don't have everybody at the same halftime together. Um, yeah, it's it's dumb. It's absolutely dumb. And the, and it's guaranteed those those last two games they're going to be standalone games essentially. They're going to be duds. Yep. Um, have you guys seen the ratings for the NFL this year? Negative. Through the roof. No. I don't know why, but for I, I assume it's because of legalized sports gambling. Um, but NFL ratings, by and large, have been through the roof. I'm with Chris. I don't understand why NBC, ABC, Fox, somebody doesn't just say, daggone it, Sunday is, day, is a day for football, and we are showing football all day. We're going to have a noon kickoff, a one kickoff. I mean, I don't understand why they don't just roll that way. Hickman, give me a reason why the NFL is smarter than me. I don't have one, man. I I know it. I'm sure it has to do with travel schedules and and the TV deals. Um, and the TV deals are archaic. I think that's the that's that's the problem. They're they're pigeonholed into these these time slots. But yeah, it's it's maddening because you're you're exactly right. We're stuck with those all those early games in the in the evening. We get to see San Francisco and the Seattle play, and then the other game is you know the Raiders and the Chargers and they're just not interesting games. It's always that way. I don't know why. At the very least, why couldn't you do six and four or five, or sorry, six and six or seven and five? I don't know. I don't think I know what you're talking about when you say six and six and seven and five. Oh, the, come the on, number man. It's like Kentucky math over there. <laughs> <laughs> and partly because I was spacing out a little bit because in my mind I was just thinking, if I'm Twitter, why do I not buy a game a week? that starts at like 10 p.m. Eastern time. I would be mad about it, but if you're Twitter, how many people are just laying there in bed scrolling through Twitter? Oh, let me watch this NFL game because I got nothing else to do late at night. All right, well, guys, let's talk about something we probably all agree on. I don't know if you noticed. I think this is going to change the NCAA forever. California, the first state, they passed their name, image, and likeness bill. For those out there who don't know, um, basically California has said within three years, colleges have to allow players to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Like it or not, um, California has passed it. 
Florida has pushed a vote where they are going to vote on this, but if it gets passed, Florida would pass this starting next summer. Hickman, what's the NCAA going to do? How is this all going to play out? And by Hickman, I assume you mean Chris. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> for this one. Um, it's it's uh, the NCAA has to change. Like it's amazing that the most liberal state in the U.S., as in uh, California, and then you start getting to these like southern states, which are extremely red. They're they're also passing the same thing. It's amazing that no matter your party lines, you're, you're still like. Hey, 18 to 21 year olds that can make money off their name, image, and likeness deserve to make the money. It, uh, like every other college kid can, anybody on an athletic scholarship, on a daggone cheerleading scholarship, the band, yeah, you, they can all make money. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. So, so Hickman, the anything to add on this? I mean, I'm, in agreement with you guys, it's it's <laughs> be great to see this, like something bipartisan, and that might be it of all things. Um, the NCAA is just an entity that often gets in the way and encumbers the process of good things in college sports. Yeah, I think this is a clear case. I mean, it looks like Florida's going to pass it, North Carolina's going to pass it. The NCAA is this will ch forever change the NCAA. And for people that aren't for college players getting paid, I understand it's going to change the game. Basically, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't well, change the game. But here, I mean, basically, you got million and billion dollar boosters are going to, you know, basically decide who gets what recruits and stuff. I mean, but they already be, basically do. And that's my thing is who actually loses in this case? Like if we start letting players profit, start letting kids profit, like literally everybody else in society can. I mean, my four-year-old son, if he wanted to become a YouTube sensation, put the video out there and he could see and he could make some, make some money if he wanted to. Um, I just don't know who loses other than grumpy old white guys who probably also cheer for baseball teams in October. So I am all for I'm all for the NCAA doing this, but I also don't trust the NCAA to do this anytime soon. So I do think we're probably um, probably going to be in a mess for a little bit. But at, at some point, the NCAA, the best thing they can do is come out with a rule and say, hey, everybody can profit. There's going to be a cap of X number of dollars or whatever. Um, California's bill was set to pass the same time the one and done for NCAA basketball was set to pass. Florida's going to expedite this process, so the NCAA has got to step up and do something. Guys, let's make sense of something that everybody loves. Uh, always positive feedbacks when we talk about one of our favorite things, the fast food industry. Evidently, uh, people, people are fond of our takes on the fast food. Just came out, Chick-fil-A was named the cleanest fast food restaurant, but also the slowest drive through Any surprise or comments there, Hickman? Well, I'm not at all surprised by the clean portion. I have yet to go in a, a filthy Chick-fil-A. So, nice work there. The drive-thru is ridiculous at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> at the same time, I have yet to go to one that doesn't have two lanes with six people standing outside taking your orders and a line that wraps around and stops traffic in the middle of a busy road. Um, I know one moved in Knoxville, literally what a hundred yards away only because of how it interrupted traffic flow. So <laughs> the one in Turkey Creek that just the one wanted, in Turkey Creek. Yeah. yeah. Just, just literally moved a hundred yards out of the way. Uncle Rico could throw a football from one location to the next. But <laughs> anyway, um, I, I think Chick I can't really blame Chick-fil-A because the reason is the volume. It's not because of something they're doing wrong. I think they do. I think they get it done pretty quickly. I feel like I could go to a Hardee's with three cars in line and Chick-fil-A would have 25 and I'd get through Chick-fil-A more quickly. Chris, if you had to guess what's the dirtiest fast food restaurant, what would you put your money on? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Taco Bell. <laughs> uh taco bell that's a good guess uh they're not in the bottom three though but they are arby's in the bottom three <laughs> believe it or not they jack are jack in the box jack uh, in the box got me down there jack in the box didn't make the list um but the dirtiest restaurant of all subway oh eat fresh <laughs> man yeah well 
You eat fresh and it comes out fresher, evidently. Oh. Uh, dirtiest restaurants, Subway, Burger King, and McDonald's. Also, three of the worst. <laughs> right. That's not yeah. no surprise. Chris, what would you say is the fastest fast food drive through out there? We know it's not Chick-fil-A. I'm going to give my two cents on that. Chick-fil-A might actually be the fastest. When you go through the line, I mean, they can't help that they have 47 cars in front of you. It's, it's like if you put 47 cars in any other fast food restaurant, I guarantee you you're waiting longer than you do at Chick-fil-A. So, I, I mean, Chick-fil-A is probably literally one of the fastest. Um, what's the Taco Bell could be pretty fast. They are fast, but they're not in the top three of the fastest. Hickman, what's your guess? That was would have been my guess as well. Would be Taco Bell. Um, oh, does Little Caesars count here? I mean, they got the hot and ready oh, already ready for you. True. I don't. <laughs> little, little, little Caesars, Caesars was not on the list. Um, I don't know. I would. I would think that on average McDonald's are pretty quick, but well, you would be incorrect. McDonald's is the second slowest. Good. I'm nailing this. <laughs> the damn ice cream <laughs> machine. It's broken. Every, all the problems every, every time. time i don't know why they even have them but that mcflurry ain't never getting getting worked the fastest fast food dunkin donuts i assume that people shouldn't count the donuts assume, are ready well one i assume people are getting coffee but if you've ever been through the fast food the drive through at dunkin and you're trying to order a dozen donuts you sit there and you take four like, i just don't believe this because i know when i'm there you got to figure out what they have, what you want, and you eventually end up just saying, well, just give me a mixture of 12. I don't care. Well, so similar to the reason that I don't blame Chick-fil-A for the long lines, I don't blame Dunkin' Donuts for this problem just because, you know, Jimmy wants to order 12 donuts and he can't add when he's ordered <laughs> six strawberries and nine, you know, Boston Creamfield. So the, you know, so that's, that's, that's the problem of the consumer. It shouldn't count because the donuts are already made. You the coffee's made too. Have you and have you seen their like espresso machines? Those are nothing more than the gas station fancy cappuccino machines. Don't get me like I'm not a fan of Dunkin' Donuts fancy well, coffee. It's well, terrible, obviously, terrible because, coffee because they're not oh. called Dunkin' Donuts anymore. So you're not a fan of Dunkin'. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm not a fan of Dunkin'. You must be from Boston, Joe. You know, <laughs> well, I love the Dunkin'. I'll just say this. Chick-fil-A, evidently, according to the survey, their drive-thru takes 5 minutes and 23 seconds. McDonald's takes 4 minutes and 43 seconds. That's an indictment on McDonald's. I will gladly donate my 40 seconds to get Chick-fil-A food over that McDonald's food. All right. Last thing of making sense of the week. Evidently, we got baseball playoffs that are starting. We got the NHL kicking off this week. Chris, give us your your two minutes to preview yeah. the Preds season, the only team any of us care about, and the rest That's of the right. NHL. Okay, here goes. Preds, they are back-to-back -back, uh, Central Division champs. I uh, would expect them to three-peat on that one. Uh, they have a goalie tandem, Pecorino, UC Soros. They're rock solid, as good as any duo in the NHL. Who's, that backup, who's the backup goalie? UC Soros. Has he been there for a while? He's about 23, 24 years old now. It's his third year with the Preds. Never heard but of him. But he, he doesn't play much. He plays about 30 games a year. So He's not as good as the big Pekka. Um, he could be better, but he's Pekka's just uh, Pekka's the number one, according to the coach. So. Well, according to my wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I don't even know how to go from there. <laughs> uh, the Preds is offseason. They... Uh, they basically traded P.K. Subban for Matt Duchesne. Uh, it didn't really work out one for one like that. It was just a free agent signing of Duchesne and then a trade, a.k.a. salary dump of P.K. Subban. The Preds desperately need more Ooh. offense. They had the worst uh, power play in hockey last year. That's amazing because they still won the Central Division with the worst power play in hockey. The power play literally cannot be worse. So I would expect, uh, I would expect some regression uh, in a good way for the Preds there. But uh, is is losing Subban, everybody's favorite black hockey player, a bad? Is that is that going to hurt the Preds? Um, is it? I mean, the defense is going to be worse, but getting Matt Duchesne makes the offense better. So, making They're, the defense worse and getting a guy named Duchesne is <laughs> is good. Um, I mean, anyway, what, what's his name again? Duchesne. <laughs> God dang. 
Um, yes, it is. Uh, I mean, they've always needed more offense. It's like desperately needed more offense. They've always had a solid de- defense. They still have two solid defensive pairings. They have Yossi and Ellis and then Ekholm and Fabro. They're fine on the back end. The third pair in Hamus and Weber slash Irwin slash anybody in Milwaukee it's it's a little questionable, but they have a, they have some depth up front. They really should trade Nick Benino, uh, basically for a right shot defenseman to plug in next to Hamus on the defense. Uh, yeah, Preds are going to win the Central Division. I'll give you some other. Uh, this is uh, this is kind of weird, but this is going to be a really good year for non traditional hockey markets because I have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning win the Atlantic winning the Atlantic Division. They absolutely dominated the Atlantic last year. They won, I think, think they won by like 20 points. So I don't see them, Boston or Toronto, catching up to them. The uh, Metropolitan Division, let me go with the Chris, Carolina. Let me let me ask you first. Tampa what? Bay, do they support their hockey team better or worse than they support their baseball team? Uh, infinitely better. They actually sell out games. Perfect. Infinitely better. Um, big, big fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning. It, it also helps that their arena is actually in Tampa Bay and not in St. Petersburg. That could have something to do with the Tampa, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays attendance issue, but that's well, a different story. I think the dome has more to do with it. Uh, it's actually halfway decent, or like you're halfway, halfway decent. decent at sucking. Do you really want to be outside in 95 degree, 100 percent humidity uh, in Tampa? <laughs> I don't think you do. I think your dome's helpful. Metropolitan Division, I'm going with the Carolina Hurricanes. They started off terrible last year. They came on. I think they made the playoffs. I think they're going to keep on. I mean, they have a lot of speed. Logan, keep shaking your head. And then the Pacific Division, shout out Brandon Peak. Your Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the Pacific Division. So there's your four division winners. Enjoy it. Take it to Vegas. Make a little money. I do not guarantee the picks, but there they are. Perfect. We're done talking hockey. There you go. We made sense of hockey. Now, to be fair, Hickman and I both really enjoy hockey. We mm-hmm. just know nothing about hockey. Nothing. Chris can name all the Canadian players he wants, and we have no clue who they play for or if they're any good. Um, I the did best watch thing Mi- I... Go ahead. I was going to say, I did watch Miracle one time and got real excited, but huh. that's that's extent of my hockey knowledge. The, the All of mine comes from NHL 94. I could tell you the Pittsburgh Penguins starting lineup plus their goalie from that game, but uh, that's all. All right, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, Chug Sipper Pour. All right, we like to start the segment each week with a uh, beverage of our choice. For some reason, Chris decided to choose Hickman's favorite basic beverage of all time. Hickman, Chug Sipper Pour, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I love my basic seasonal beer. I'm going to go have a pumpkin spice latte later while wearing my boots and going apple picking. Your, your Uggs? <laughs> I can't even do Uggs, man. I'm sorry. But no, I, lo- <laughs> I, do, uh, I do love some Oktoberfest. I buy my case uh, for the draft every year, and uh, I'm, when it's gone, it's gone. You but- drink a whole case of that at the draft? No, I didn't drink a case of it at the draft. I bought a, I bought a 12-pack, and when I was done with my 12-pack, I was done with my Oktoberfest for the year, but I enjoy it. This is a draft in August. Do you buy Oktoberfest for? So is it well, Chug Oktoberfest Sipper Hickman? is actually in September in Germany. Oh, Chug, definitely. Love it. Yeah. Chris? I, I picked a drink because it's actually October right now. That's That's <laughs> the only reason I picked it. I'm somewhere between sip and pour. Uh, the only reason I'm not straight pour is because I wouldn't want to waste good beer. Not good beer, but I wouldn't waste beer in general. Um, so I guess I'm going to sip it. Uh, there's, I, It's overrated. There's nothing about it that actually is like, oh, man, I can't wait to drink four or five of these. It's like I drink one and I'm like, please give me Coors, a Coors Light or something. Oh, <laughs> I hope that you feel personally insulted, Hickman. Uh, I don't know. I'm j- I've been spending this whole time thinking what between, you know, sip and pour is, and I decided it's trickle. So, good old dick trickle, <laughs> famous NASCAR racer. That's the, that's the, so between between sip and pour, dick trickle. <laughs> Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm with Chris. I'm I'm trickling that thing down. <laughs> It is not something I'm drinking. If somebody has it, I'll have one. I feel like this pumpkin thing gets overblown every year. 
So as a matter of fact, I'm changing my pick to pour in this thing because every year I go to the grocery store and I can't remember which pumpkin beer I like, which pumpkin beer is actually good, which pumpkin beer sucks. There's a million of them out there to choose from. This isn't a pumpkin beer, though. Well, I feel like it's supposed to be because I don't care for it. I'll drink it. Like most beers, it's kind of hard to have a terrible beer, but it ain't for me. It was made for Matt Hickman. You're the one with pumpkins on your porch, so. Oh, true that. Come on over. Chuck Zipper Poor, Chris. Vontez <sighs> Perfect. Suspended for the year. The biggest suspension ever handed out by the NFL. Chuck Zipper Poor. I'm going to sip it. Um, Perfect is, is probably the least likable player in the National Football League. He plays recklessly. Wrong. Absolutely recklessly. Uh, and I, I would love to chug it, but at the same time, we, we saw a hit on Thursday night, Derek Barnett on Jamal Williams. That was worse than Vontez perfect hit. And was he thrown um, out? He was not thrown out. He wasn't even suspended, uh, but perfect has a history ever since he got to the NFL. It seems like every year he's been suspended for something. He actually has been suspended for something. I know Logan's going to be like 2018. He wasn't suspended for anything. But he got busted for PEDs in 2018. So, yes, he was suspended. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sip it because he's... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sip it because he uh, is legit. Uh, I mean, he's a liability for players out there. Like, he's, uh, he's a headhunter. Let, let, me, let me just catch you head off. Because yeah. you clearly sip. don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to let you finish, but... Go, <laughs> <laughs> Kanye. Don't mind me, but as a Bengals fan who has watched this guy from day one, this is, I'm pouring this until I can't pour no more, the biggest, most ridiculous suspension I've ever seen. I don't know if you all have seen the hit that Mr. Vontez had, but at the same time he hit somebody helmet to helmet, another player also hit the exact same Colts player helmet to helmet. Was that player suspended? No. Was he fined? No. Was a flag even, a penalty even called on that guy? No. I think this guy is being targeted. I don't, I don't know why it's happened since he was in high school. It's happened since he was in college. I'm sorry. He's had one terrible hit. Uh, you know, his last suspension for an on the field hit was 2017. I'd like to say a few words about your arrest record. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Sit up, B. I don't think that's Chris, a good idea. Hey, you want some too? You better wrap it up. You better wrap that gavel up, B. I would like to apologize to all the wow. world out there listening. Um, my man has not been suspended since 2017 for an on-field incident. Was that hit bad? Yes. Uh, He basically took out a slot receiver when the ball was thrown 40 yards deep and the slot receiver was within five yards of line of scrimmage. But to his credit, he thought the ball was getting thrown short. This is crazy. There was a guy who stomped a player named Albert Hainsworth, stomped a defensive player who was laying there, cost 40-some stitches to go to Um, his forehead. I mean, Gerard's uh, face kind of got in the way of Hainsworth's cleat right there. Yeah, clearly. And he wasn't suspended near as long as this guy. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm pouring this out. Me and Stephen A. I don't know if he agrees with me or not, but I feel like Stephen A. right now because I'm so fired up. My boy should not have been suspended. And by I the thought- way, when I say my boy, I don't really mean this guy because I don't love him, but I think he's being done, done dirty. I thought you were going to pull out a Stephen A. rant there and say things like boviate and temerity and unmitigated goal. But uh, that's pretty good. Of, thank you. But none of those things I have to get the Webster's here. out to figure out what you're saying there. Exactly. That's what he does. But anyway, um, I got to sip it too. my, I, I think both of y'all have valid points here. Yeah. I got something you can so, sip. <laughs> I don't want a little jewel, trickle right you. there. <laughs> so, so mine's going to be in between chug and sip. So y'all got to decide what that is. This, this is a steady stream, I guess. I'm not sure, but um, he's 
the the I do think he's gotten an unfair label. At the same time, he's absolutely reckless. The the play that you're referencing, do y'all remember years ago uh, the the one where he took out the chief slot receiver? This is terrible. Do you remember years ago the late Kimbo Slice? Remember that guy? Oh yeah. Do you remember when some sick person would? Well, yeah, but then some sick guy would pay homeless people to take shots from Kimbo Slice when he would just run unfazed and just obliterate these poor guys. Bad idea. And and that was all over YouTube, and it was really the one of the low points of humanity. But anyway, um, that's what that hit looked like. It was some dude just like trotting over the middle, and he just dropped his shoulder and obliterated them. He tried to kill Antonio Brown. The one this week wasn't that bad. There's the other one where he high load Martellus Bennett. Do you remember that one when he just like straight up crown of the helmet to his knee while he was getting blocked by somebody else? Why are you He's bringing reckless. up old stuff, Hickman? Because the reason the suspension was for the year is because of his pattern of behavior over a period of time. So I think there is some legitimacy. <laughs> I can't argue with that, but you know, um, well, he. I don't. Th- I don't think a year was. I think that was probably too long. I could have seen this. Uh, could have seen a six-game suspension, something like that, be a little more um, appropriate. But at the same time, if he's not going to change his behavior and he has it in the past, I guess that's what they're trying to do. So well, it's, well, it's a bit unfair, but I understand it. Speaking of a low point for society. Greg Schiano is back to Rutgers. Do we think this is going to happen as of today? It hasn't happened yet. Rutgers has fired their coach. Rumor is Schiano did not accept the Pats, the, the New England Patriots defensive coordinator position because he wanted to go back to Rutgers. Chris, Greg Schiano back to Rutgers. Chuck Zipper pour. I'm going to pour it, not because he's a terrible human being, but because um, coaches that go back to the school, it doesn't ever work out. So... He had some magic there at one point. It was what it was. He's not recreating it. They're still Rutgers. They're in the Big Ten now. So, yeah, he he has no shot. I don't know that any coach out there has a shot, to be honest, but poor. Hickman? Um, I'm going to pour it, too. I, at the same time, the two probably deserve one another. I think Butch Jones is going to be a great hire for Rutgers because no and low expectations. That's where that dude will thrive. But <laughs> I mean, uh, Jimmy Sexton's throwing his name out there left and right. <laughs> True story. I know. I know. I know. He, uh, gosh, that that's Rutgers going to the big 10. When was that ever going to work in football? I, I mean, it's just an absolute disaster there, right? What are their chances of ever breaking 500? I, I just don't see it. Well, I was actually in New York City for work stuff one time, and you could not, you literally could not watch a Big Ten game at any bar because none of the bars had the Big Ten network. So, this whole footprint idea of Rutgers and the Big Ten and getting New York, yeah. I don't understand it because it hasn't played out that way. But that being said, I'm chugging Shiano back to Rutgers. Why not want your favorite, your, your best coach, your highest performer back there? The uh, the whole Penn State stuff has been overblown. It was a guy who testified that he heard that somebody told him that Shiano saw something. It's never. It's all been hearsay. You know, I expect Tennessee fans to to pour anything regarding Greg Shiano. But as we've seen, your all's football team for the last decade, you have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm chugging Greg Shiano back to the back to Rutgers. Our next chug sip and pour. There's a Jeffersonville, Indiana, just outside of Louisville, Kentucky, Jeffersonville, Indiana Elementary School, sent out an email to all parents banning all dating relationships among kids in, in their elementary school. In fifth grade. In fifth grade. And they decided yeah. they were going to be nice enough that you had until this coming Tuesday to break up with everybody you're currently dating. Hickman, Chug Sipper Poor, schools telling kids when and if they're allowed to date i can think of a couple relationships in the past where i would have very much enjoyed a deadline where i could have said i'm sorry it's just you know martha (laughs) tuesday's the last day i guess we're done ah not much i can do about that so uh anyway uh i think it's ridiculous but whatever uh i know when i was in elementary school that rule would not have bothered me a bit (laughs) <laughs> for obvious reasons did not apply to me because i was a total nerd with my glasses on and uh you know going to 
Odyssey of the Mind class and things like that. that too. Yeah. yeah. Only I was I'm, also fat. <laughs> I'm pouring this down the drain. This is a terrible idea, a terrible look. Uh, if fifth graders are in love and they're dating, how are you going to stop it? You're not. Call that Alabama. <laughs> oh, I, Chris? I'm actually going to sip this for a reason y'all haven't talked about yet. Um, it's a terrible idea, god-awful idea. But this is saving some fifth graders some serious allowance money. Christmas coming up, you got the holidays. Um, they're doing a they're doing a solid for these fifth grade boys. So I'm gonna sip it for that reason and that reason only. It's a terrible idea. If you if I was in fifth grade and you told me not to do something, what do you what do you think I'm doing? Instantly, I'm like, oh screw you, I'm doing that. So excuse, it's excuse me, ma'am. We need to go meet at the dugout after class today. Fifth grade nah. Chris has got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Chug, sip, chug, sip, or pour, Hickman. It looks like the University of Houston football team has decided to tank. Their <laughs> two best players, their starting quarterback and best wide receiver, have decided to redshirt this year. Um, they're taking the rest of the year off. They're tanking. They started the season one and three. I guess they're expecting to be better next year. Higman, how do you feel about college football teams tanking? All right. I don't I I'm pouring out tanking, but I am chugging decisions that are ultimately for the benefit of the student athlete. If this is something with these specific players where they could have a better career or a better future because of it, ah, I'll support it. As a whole, tanking in college sports, it's not like you're going to get the top draft pick next year, so i got to chug that moronic thought process. But if it's for the best decision of the individual, I'm going to chug that. So, so sip, you know, I guess. <laughs> do you know why it's for the betterment of the player right now? Because those guys so, are transferring after this year. Okay, yeah. so they're, I did not, I did not know. They're not going to stay around. I was just hy- hypothetically um, saying if it's for the best of the individual. Well, in that it, case, oh, all right. It could be. Um, the quarterback – he kind of projects as a wide receiver going forward if he wants to play in the NFL. So there's, there's been some speculation that he may transfer. And I really think Houston's trying to do some damage control and be like, Oh, they're just red shirt to try to make us better next year. I, if I was, if I could place money right now, they're not, they're not going to play a single snap for Houston next year. They're playing for somebody else okay. and they already set out their years. So they're eligible immediately. So for the Smart player, kids. it's it's kind of a pro, but for the coach, um, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I guess they were going to transfer anyways if they didn't do this. So it is what it is. Yeah. I'm pouring this cause I just don't understand. Like Chris said, I, I agree that now the NCAA allows you to play four games and still not consider that a full year. You know, you can red shirt. That's what they're doing. But how in the world, if you're a coach, do you tell the rest of your players, Hey, our best two players are sitting out the rest of the year. They're fully healthy, but they're just not going to play um, because they're going to red shirt and, and hopefully do better next year. I don't know how you um, you relay that message to the team. These guys are, uh, you know, they're not tanking, but they're going somewhere else. Fun fact, Florida's quarterback right now, Mr. Uh, These Nuts Trask. Trask, yes. Um, he never started. He hasn't started a game at, before this year. He hadn't started a game before his freshman year of high school. Why? Because his high school had the quarterback at Houston. Now, how does Houston get the starting quarterback of a high school and Florida put on scholarship the backup quarterback of a high school? I don't understand, but I'm definitely tanking. I'm definitely uh, poor in this whole tanking idea. Last but not least, Chug Sipper poor, Chris. J-Lo and Shakira doing the halftime show in Miami. Chug Sipper I'm going gonna, gonna to chug that because that's a lot of ass on one stage. <laughs> Um, not only that, by being uh, J-Lo and Shakira, it's not Pitbull. You know, I've heard some rumblings Pitbull oh. may be incorporated. He's um, showing up. He's definitely showing Shakira. up. I, but yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to chug it. Lots of ass. I'm, I'm an ass man. You know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to my Hick- wife. She has a nice ass. Hickman, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, do I know what ass is? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> Um. Wow. I was just gonna say something like "whenever, whatever," which is a Shakira lyric, but um, I'm gonna pour it. I I enjoyed it when Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen did the halftime show. 
I I want to hear four good songs and, and go, but I guess that makes me an old man. Also, I'm pouring out Chris Collett and Logan Bryan opinions on music. So <laughs> that's, that might be valid. Good, that's my probably, best take of the week. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. That's I, I got to add one thing to this. Uh, last week during our viral video segment, I had to go outside and take a piss because I was about to piss my pants. Um, but Hick, Hickman's viral video that he liked was the uh, Rebecca Black Friday. Or he didn't necessarily like, it's just memorable. Remembered, yeah. Yeah. Well, for the last six years, every single Friday, I got a friend, shout out Tyler Cross, who has sent me the clip of that video for the last six years. Every single Friday, I get a clip of it. But also, while he was at Tennessee Tech, in their UC, the, their cafeteria area, they had a Touch Tunes uh, thing that was free for students to use. And he played 100% Shakira songs. For everybody enjoys Shakira. So... I'm sure he's chugging it. That's another reason I want chug. Shout out Tyler. Thanks for listening. Wow, Logan. man, I am. Uh, I'm going to sip a little J Lo and Shakira. Not because, to Chris's point, I don't love ass. Not because. <laughs> <laughs> not because J Lo has not been known to wear a dress that's where the 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 deep V is cut so low it shows her belly button. Um, but simply because the idea behind this Super Bowl halftime show is they wanted some Miami local flavor. Guys, do you know where Shakira is from? Um, Columbia. 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 Do you know where J-Lo is from? New York. Like New York. Right? I mean, I guess if you kind of like center those two locations, you may get Miami. But I, I'm, I'm all for just come out and just say we want some Latin flavor doing the halftime show. That's I do terrible. have a. I do That's, have a. I mean, I would say it's a fear that Pitbull's showing up, but I got to be honest, I have listened to the Pitbull radio station on uh, Amazon Music. Some things you should not admit. (laughs) A few more times than most people. Uh, So Blame blame your kids real fast. uh, Yeah, I'm going going to blame you guys for your terrible taste in music. Nobody can, uh, hands down, nobody can touch Will Smith. He's getting jiggy with it from 1998. I'm, and that's why everybody hates when I play the music in the car. It's going down. I'm yelling timber on this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. All right. Sports bets time. We are going to do some picking and grinning. Chris, give us a rundown of last week's bets. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. I was kind of lazy. I've been busy all week. Um, I'm just going to go ahead on a limb and say we probably sucked. We all three picked the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to cover against the Lions. Yeah. Did not happen, so I know there's one loss for everybody. Idiots. Outside of, outside of that, I know my picks were bad, so I, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to hide out and pretend we didn't make picks last week. I was lying too. To, I'll add them to the spreadsheet. Our, our, our numbers are terrible. Please, whatever we say right now, just fade us, and you're guaranteed to win money. No, Guaranteed. I'm, don't don't fade me. I'm going to be three and zero this week. Matt, what are your picks? Logan, going into this week, you were two and seven. Come on, man. I do. All right, so I'm going to start off with the NFL. <clears throat> Go the opposite direction this week. Start off with the NFL. I'm just going to pick one game, and I'm picking an over under. Cleveland and San Francisco. The other over under is 46 and a half. Pound the over on that one. Going to be some points. Cleveland and San Francisco. Going to Good college call. football. Excuse me. The first one, I'm going to take two road SEC teams in uh, conference games. The first, the Georgia Bulldogs are a 25-point favorite at Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Sticking to (laughs) – if Georgia runs the ball left and right every every play, they win by 40. I – it's sad, but I think that's a safe bet. Georgia minus 25 against Tennessee. The next one, which might be our uh, SNBG lock of the week, which is guaranteed to fail. Somehow Auburn is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Florida. I guess it's because it's at Florida. Florida's schedule, they shut out Townsend. They beat Miami in just a dumpster fire of a football game. They won another game against a no-name, and then they they beat Tennessee, another no-name. So nothing impressive on their schedule. Iffy offense. uh, I know they beat Kentucky. They shouldn't have. Kentucky had them. Kentucky absolutely should have won that game. Missed a 35-yard field goal. The guy's name's Chance Poor. Of course he's going to miss it. Don't be a kicker if your name's Chance Poor. Anyway. (laughs) It's kind of like Ryan's hookup. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Kentucky should have won that one. But anyway, I'm taking Auburn. Auburn wins this game by by two touchdowns, I think. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Matt Hickman on that Auburn train. I've got Auburn minus two and a half. The line may even be three at this point. Um, but give me Auburn in the swamp. I'm not sure Florida. I mean, their best win right now is over Kentucky at Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky's a dumpster fire. We're on to our fifth string quarterback, wide receiver from here on out. Sorry, Tennessee, but pretty much guarantees a loss for you guys. It does. <laughs> But I'm taking Auburn minus two and a half at Florida. They actually have played people and have actually looked good. Um, staying in college football, the Penn State versus Purdue over-under is set at 56. Give me the over on that all day. Um, the line jumped, just so everybody knows, from negative 16, um, basically Penn State by 16, to Penn State by 28 when it looks like Purdue's quarterback and two best wide receivers are no longer playing. But with that, the over-under did not move at all. It's still set at 56, so give me 56. Penn State's going to roll over Purdue. They might as well be tanking this year as well. And then the NFL, I'm trying my luck at some over-unders because, as Chris mentioned, I suck at picking uh, picking the lines. Chicago and Oakland over-unders at 40 and a half. I don't think Oakland can score on Chicago's defense. And Chicago probably doesn't have their starting quarterback. So give me the under that, of 40 and a half. That bumps them up. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel, for life. <laughs> give me the under 40 and a half. Chris, where are we at? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, one of Hickman's bets. I'm going to go with Georgia minus 25. I think that's lock of the week. Um Tennessee's terrible. Georgia can score. I think last time they played, Neyland scores like 41 to nothing. First time Tennessee been shut out forever. Um, and Georgia's the same team, and Tennessee's the same team also. So, yeah, Georgia minus 25. I feel good about that one. I'm going to go with uh, one of Logan's favorites right here. Uh, for some reason, he jumped off the Maryland bandwagon. I don't know why, but he did. All of a sudden, jump off of it. Well, they started to suck. Really, any any ideas who they're playing this week? Uh, Temple. Um, they're playing Rutgers, so I'm going to take oh. Maryland. Maryland minus thirteen, only given thirteen That's points. I, I think Maryland can beat bad teams. I don't think they can even come close to good teams, but bad teams. I think they're going to run the score up, and I think they're going to like be like, "Oh, we're halfway decent." They're not halfway decent; they're average at best. They may score fifty. You're right. And then I'm going to go uh, with an NFL game. Uh, this is. Going to be a weird one, but my survivor pick this week is actually a three-point underdog. Uh, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals plus three Idiot. against the Bengals. Uh, Idiot. If you watch the Bengals Monday night, they looked absolutely helpless. I don't know how they're going to score. They're missing uh, John Ross, who is Whoa, not a boss. Hold on. I don't know how the Bengals are going to score without and John Ross out AJ there. Green. They have fourth-line people at almost every single offensive line position. They got the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, and behind center. Uh, there's not a lot to like about this Bengals team right now. So, I, Just I would Andy Dalton is behind center. What do you mean there's not a lot to like? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm, I'm going to take Arizona plus three because I, I like the points. But if you want to go money line on that one to get a little better – Bang for the buck, I think Arizona's winning outright. You are one pathetic loser. Here's also, the deal. The Bengals yeah. should lose this game because they should lose on out. They should totally tank. They're not going to go to the playoffs, so why should they win anything? But this is when the Bengals like to do Bengals stuff. They like to win a few games here, so make sure they're like in the 6th through 10th pick in the draft next year, not top 5. Bengals are totally winning this. I sense a wager between you boys on this. How big a boy are you, Chris? Um, I mean, I'm not going to make a roost bet over it, but uh, <laughs> well, I, good, I might I make it, you to pay up. I might make a Chick Fil A bet. A Chick Fil A bet. Winner gets a sandwich. That's it. Chick Fil A's on the line. Oh, go cards. I don't know what the closest Chick Fil A is to you in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, but I look forward to my Chick Fil A lunch on Monday morning. <laughs> All right, that's been episode 10. Hit us up on Twitter, Sports Nuts Pod. We got a Facebook group rolling. Um, if you want to slide into Chris's DMs for some extra special sports bets, some DK lineups, or just some whatever he might, Chris is. He might send you some provocative pictures too. So. 
He's been known to Brett Favre, a player or two, as slides <laughs> into his DMs. Why <laughs> Favre's number was four. Chris, just send him that that video Chris Lawson sent us today. <laughs> uh, I didn't even look at it. I didn't. I knew it was well, going to be terrible. It was it was a picture of a man's ass. Um, so that's episode 10. Give us some feedback. We're excited. We're rolling. In case you didn't notice today, we tried a different lineup. We're going to try to get things rolling a little bit quicker for us. Um, but we love the feedback. Plug the pod. Give us five stars on on iTunes or wherever you find your your podcast there. Um, but it's been real. It's been fun. See you next week. <laughs>